1: announcing pass upfield. Brady Townfield gathers it in on the dead run and races all the way to score for Los Angeles. A 72-yard touchdown play. And first down inside his own
2: five
0: from his own end zone. Sacked and a safety on Rudolph. Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him.
1: Inspired by the
2: presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage, grand defense. They hand it to Steven, great jump, cut, 45 seconds. 40. the 40. a whole burst to it, 20. Next step to tackle, runs left, 25 still in his feet, 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number
0: 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is gonna throw. The fake is on, and he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey.
1: Mike Jones needs the tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl.
0: Talk radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael
3: Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo, co my partner in crime. Well, partners in crime. Tommy Yvonne, and former Elliot Defensive Back, Michael Stewart, for our midweek podcast. Happy flipping new year! Woo! It's our first podcast in 2024. And I have to go to the party man himself, Tommy. How you feeling in 2024, party man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was in bed by 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped celebrating New Year's. I think around like age 25. I got burnt out at a very young age being a musician, um, playing live in Hollywood. And all over Southern California and being on tour multiple times, uh, you burn the candle out pretty fast at a very young age. So I was a very old 25. Let's just say that. I was on the couch at 25 years old on a Friday night. My brother and my roommate Nick would, hey, let's go to the bar. Let's, And I'm like, hey, have fun, guys. If you need a, a ride, call me. <laughs> I would sit on the couch, watch movies, and fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. Only time I party nowadays is at the tailgates. And that's a couple times a year. So I save it all up for then. And then you let but it all yeah. out. <laughs> Pretty boring New Year's for me. What about you guys? What about you, Mike? What'd you do?
2: Man we had a good time just hanging out around here at the house. And I don't know if you guys remember a series with uh Kiper Sutherland uh 24. Yep, remember 24. So me and my wife got dialed in on that many years ago. We got turned on to it, and we went and I mean, we went and bought disc, and we were watching night after night, staying up to two and three in the morning, like we just couldn't let it go. So we thought it'd be cool during this break uh, that we would break it out on the kids, and so we got the, the youngsters dialed in. So that's what we've been doing since New Year's Eve twenty four. <laughs> so that's what we did. Brought in the New Year. You know, it's always a great time to just. You know, reflect a little bit over the year, and you know, obviously, you know, looking forward to the new year. But most importantly, it's a good time to hang out with family. So, just be thankful for a lot.
3: So, did the end of season one shock your kids? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. First, was yeah. like, man, dad, this stuff is boring. This stuff, is... and by season one, now they're like, hey, dad, let's go, let's go, we, <laughs> we watch it. So, we're almost through now, season two. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: you haven't seen yet, At the end of season one will mess you up. So we yes, about it. Yes, it will. Yeah. So um, it's an interesting week because normally we want to go ahead and preview this game, and it's hard to preview a game when you're resting starters, and we don't know who's going to be sitting. We know one who's sitting, and that's going to be it's going to be Matt Stafford. After that, we know we don't know who else is going to play for how long. We know the 49ers are not starting Brock Purdy; they're starting Sam Darnold. We know McCaffrey's out. So if you're still playing fantasy football, go get Elijah Mitchell, go get him. But other than that, uh, it's that was a tough one. So now we're getting into some of the questions and some of the things we can debate here in our first episode of the year. But first things first, you know, I guess like, I'm want to ask you guys, how are you feeling about teams benching players in the last week? I'm going to start with you, Tommy.
1: I don't have an issue with it. I, <clears throat> as long as we somehow. Can keep the sixth seed. That's that's kind of in jeopardy, right? I haven't yeah, been the tough. scenarios are all over the place. As long as we can keep the sixth seed somehow and not fall to the seventh, because I just want that Detroit matchup. I don't want to go to Dallas. It's just, I mean, I'm glad we're in the playoffs. I'm not saying I don't want to go to Dallas because I think they're gonna beat us. I just we've seen that. We've we've played them so much in the last five years, I'm kind of tired of them. I want something different. So I'd rather play the Lions in the playoffs right off the bat, for me personally. Not just for the game, but for the story. We all know that the media going to oh. eat that up. Um, <clears throat> there's a bunch of players for the Rams sitting, not just Matt Stafford, but oh, ooh, get some uh, updates no, for me. Tell me. Note, note, no boom, Higby, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones are all out per Sunday for Per McVay. Oh, when did that get reported? Um, that was at one
3: fifty today by Andrew Siciliano. Ooh. Check that now. Wow. Mm -hmm. So now the yeah, the the coming with the the football player in the conversation. Mike, how do you feel about that?
2: Hey, I couldn't wait. Uh again, my thing is when you sit guys, you're putting yourself in a position to lose football games. Take you inside NFL locker room, NFL season, -season, preseason, off-season to summer to camp to playoffs. Bottom line. Football players pretty much are creatures of habit, and you couldn't see it any better than this playoff game between Alabama and Michigan. Their quarterback, after he got benched, he didn't throw for anything less than 164 yards, and that was against uh, Mississippi State, but they rolled him 40-17. You go through 320, 250, 220, 220, 250, 200, 260. Almost 200 in the last game of Georgia. That was on December 2nd. They're off a month. Barely threw for 116 yards in the game when it counts. Why layoff? They put the ball on the ground four times. Fumble. Why? Because you're not playing at that high of a level. So when you're playing, no matter what people go, oh, guy needs rest. No, your body is acclimated to getting it up within the next five or six days. Off on Monday, I mean, come in on Monday, short day, off on Tuesday, Wednesday, the longest practice, Thursday, somewhat long, Friday taper off, Saturday walkthrough, and let's go get it cracking on Sunday. When you start taking days off, After the season, your body will automatically start to shut down as though, oh, season's over. Okay, I can start to. So now you gotta literally trick your body back into trying to get it up again. You go, well, Michael, what happens when you're injured? When you're injured, you're trying to get back. So you're doing above and beyond, trying to get back on the field and all the other things, all the extra. but when you literally go, hey, we're sitting this one out, you're probably sitting out things in practice and all kinds of stuff, you ultimately get out of rhythm. So when much as people say, hey, man, well, shoot the quarterback, you got to enter this game knowing this is a contact sport. Injuries can happen in practice, walking across the street, but your body is playing at a high level mentally and physically. You don't really think about the injury. You're going to start thinking about it more after you done had a week off in between what now is going to be a high-octane game playoff. It's one or go home. So what happens is when you sit, guys, in my opinion, you're just setting yourself up for failure because timing is off, guys jumping off sides, laying the ball off. Oh, man, it's just a little off. Again, take to the Alabama game, quarterback lighting it up, clearly on the last play, has a guy basically wide open on an easy comeback pass in the end zone. The defensive back is behind the receiver, which was a cardinal sin. You make the receiver go behind you and beat you to the back of the end zone. You don't get behind him where he can turn around and just catch the ball in the end zone. But the quarterback, again, timing, ball a little high, dude jumps up, batted down. My problem is, Every time we kind of go through that, our timing offensively on routes and stuff just are way off. And when you have that, you go into the... So it doesn't matter who they play, Tommy. You're timing off, your guys jumping off sides, missing tackles. No, man, you need to stay in the form of playing every week, get the kinks out so you don't try to get the kinks out in the whole first half or into the third quarter trying to get that ring result. That's my take on it, gentlemen.
1: I would, I'd be concerned if we were in a position that the Niners are in, right? The Niners are the only team in the NFC that are getting a bye. And if they rest starters on Sunday, they're giving their starters a three weeks off, pretty much. That I would be concerned for, for that team. But for our team, we would only be taking one week off, which is basically like we're having the bye week. Now when the Rams came out of the bye they were on fire. So for me in this game it's just like having a second bye. Um I'm not going to be too concerned about it if it was if we were in the position that the Niners were in with the number 1 seed and getting a bye and resting week 18, now you're talking about multiple weeks, right? So that would be my concern. Give these guys a little bit of, they're a little bit banged up. Give them, you know, an extra week to get their bodies right. It's just like having a bye in week eight, kind of, you know, in the middle of the season. Um, but I understand your concern, um, definitely. But I'm not too worried about it. They came out of the bye, um, shot out of a cannon. And the reason we're going to the playoffs is because the team that we've seen coming out of the bye week. So I'm not going to sweat it too much. Puka Nakua is probably going to sit after he gets his 29 yards. Uh, he needs 29 yards to be the all-time leading rookie wide receiver. So they'll give him his 29 yards and they'll be like, "Sit down, son," because that guy has been hurt all year long. He's just playing through it because he's tough as nails. So get him out of there and make sure he's available for the games that really,
4: that really matter. I mean, I.
3: It's hard for me to argue the way I think the the one that I'm I'm totally fine with the Stafford. Stafford got the crap beat out of me at the Giants, and you need him healthy, and you need Kyron Williams healthy. So you got to kind of protect those guys, especially if they are the hubs of your offense right now. And you, and you got to score points against Detroit if you're going to beat them. So I really Matt Stafford. That was the one I was like, okay, you know I get sitting him. I understand Mike's point. I understand that completely. Um, but on the same token. You know, having guys healthy—it's give and take. You you run the risk of being out of sync, and that's fair. And Mike's right. And then on the other side, you run the risk of going into to this playoff game even more beat up than you were before. Uh, I'm gonna—I know I it's you. Technically, we should go ahead. I should go ahead and just you know, pick a side and go with it. But I'm okay with how they did things. So I'm not going to argue it. I'm especially with Stafford. I'm big on making sure Stafford got protected. Plus, I'm kind of curious what Carson Wentz has left, to be honest with you. Just, that's just curiosity. It's football curiosity. Me, too. Me, too. I'm excited to see him play. Let's see what the—listen,
1: this dude came into the league and lit it on fire for the first two years, um, and then he started getting injured, and I don't know if he—I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got figured out. I don't know if he got lazy. He stopped—who knows, man, but— Let's see if he can um, do what Baker Makefield did, get an opportunity to play football again and showcase his talent, even if it's just for one game, to show QB needy teams out there that don't end up with one in this draft, which a lot of them should. Um, But they're still going to be going into the season. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, dude. I mean, I would say half the league is still looking for had one. Had some bad quarterback play this year, really bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. Boy, did he fall off? Well, he's been hurt. I don't. I'm not too. I, I'm not too. Um, I don't know why he fell off. I'm just saying he's hurt. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I
3: don't know. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm pay attention to that shit. But uh, he's hurt, and the right the rest he, of the running game kind of fell apart.
1: Yeah. Well, um, when you say he's hurt, what what's hurt about him? His going. feelings. He's had a, He's got
4: a knee. Th-
1: yeah, then why knee is he playing? playing.
3: If you have a knee uh, issue, why are you playing? Because it's not enough to sit you out. It's just kind of one of those things you got to play with. You know, these, like you said, this is the NFL, right? Should they probably? Why are, the are game? sure? <laughs> well, but if it, it is they? a no. knee issue, why are they running him around constantly? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what he's best at. That's his toolbox. And that's my. That's my issue. Like with. Picking up running quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Josh Allen to me, to me, Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. He makes a few mistakes here and there, but he makes a lot of great plays run pass. He does it all. But sooner or later, a major injury is going to happen to Josh Allen. It's not a question of if it's a question of when, because of the way he plays games same for Jalen, the way they run the way it's just a matter of time in today's sport, especially with, with the hip tackle they have. You guys got, you have guys going low, um, I just kind of feel like it's just inevitable. Correct me, I mean, correct me if you think I'm wrong there, Mike, but I just think sooner or later, the running quarterback, it's just a matter of time.
4: Well,
2: I, I disagree. I'll push back a little bit. My, my plan against a running quarterback, that's probably the best tool and advantage they have over any defender. The thing is where you see the guys getting hurt is, oh, I see a defender coming. You don't do a normal football play when you try to slide. That's not a normal football play sliding. That's something that got made up like, oh, if you do the slide move, will you give up? The defender can't hit you. But unless you're a guy like Kyle Murray, who's actually played football, uh, Pat Mahomes, those guys, they do a pop-up slide like they're on a baseball field. They actually know how to slide. Most of these other guys, they have to try to slide a lot of time that's awkward, or they find themselves, "Man, should I slide? Should I not?" And then that's where things happen. A normal football play is like, "Hey, man, I'm big as you. if it's one on one tackle, man, we say we go head up if it's one on twelve, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get down like maybe a receiver who's smaller. you just get down on the ground, but the sliding to me. That puts a person in a situation where now you're trying to play a full speed game, half speed or quarter speed. Now, there's times when you can just go ahead, get out of bounds, easily said and done. But a lot of times, I think if quarterbacks just made natural football plays, yeah, you're not really going to get hurt like that. Now, you're not trying to go head up with. Some of these guys that may be them linebackers on the Ravens. No, but Josh Allen at 6'4 or 5 or whatever he is, he's gonna be bigger than mostly everybody on defense. So why does he need to go down when you got a 5'8 DB trying to attack you? Man, run that dude over. Well, I'm, listen, I'm you, not
3: I'm I'm not saying you don't do it. Like it's almost I'm not sure what exactly you're arguing. My only point, you know, because you're right, you're you're right in the running quarterback, the football move. But in, in today's world, these guys aren't, just like you're saying, they're not making football moves. They're trying to make plays out of everywhere and nowhere. And it's in those cases where these guys usually get hurt. That's why I'm saying it's just a matter of time. The more times you get hit, it's inevitable you're going to get hurt. And wow. Josh Allen especially, well, he's already hurt. He's got a messed up shoulder. That's why he's been throwing the ball much the last three weeks.
2: Did Barry Sanders get hurt like that running the ball?
3: Well, no one touched Barry Sanders, let's be real. Yeah, Come on, you know what? You can look at Eric. Eric didn't get hurt, but he wore down. Yeah, but he wore he was down a lot
2: bigger, but he ran like that. Talking about since high school. My yep. thing is, I think you almost invite injury when you try to avoid it. I guess it's probably my point. Hey, man, I'm gonna go play a physical sport and I'm gonna try not to get hurt. Mm, Yeah, you don't do crazy stuff. I know there were some times as a defender, I had to make a business decision. If I'm going up against Eric Green, you know, 6'6", or whatever he was, almost 300-pound tight end, if I literally don't have the advantage where he's catching the ball, now trying to turn up, if he's got a five-yard head of steam, no, man, I'm cutting Eric Green. not going head up as a normal guy, but a guy my size, yeah, he's going to get the business. And then Eric Green will get the business, too, if he don't got a five-yard start or if I got an angle on him. So, yeah, there's times you make business decisions. We we laugh at guys. they know on the short on them. They're like, yeah, I don't need to go for that pass because I'm going to get lit up and I'm going to be out here on a stretcher. Absolutely. I'm just saying overall, because it's a contact sport, if you just do normal football plays, it's less likely for crazy stuff to happen. I'm not saying, you know, you got four guys on you and you're trying to get, that's where I see a lot of guys getting hurt. They're always trying to get that extra one and a half yard. No, man, you got five guys on you. Just go down. Go down.
1: I agree. And then if, if you're on defense, and you're coming to play cleanup and five of your teammates have the guy already. Why are you jumping in the pile? You know, you know what I mean? Why are you exactly. jumping in the pile? You get hurt jumping in the pile and you're one of the best players on your defense when they already had him. You're an idiot. You know what I mean? Don't be a hero. Live to fight another day. Best abil- ability is availability. You know that. You know what I mean? Like as much as we were out there, you know, hitting people and doing our thing. You got to be smart too. You can't just be diving into everything, you know. It's just not that serious. Let you, that's why there's 10 other guys on the same side of the ball as you. They got jobs to do as well. I love it. Yeah. I love
4: it. I love
2: it. <laughs> my know? my 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 concern though ultimately and I and I hear what you're saying, Derek, about like Stafford, well he was kind of banged up. I hear what you're saying, Tommy. Well, it can't be like more like a buy. My position is tiny. All that is all fine and dandy, but as I noted with the Alabama quarterback, you off a month, timing off, passing is off. How is that going to work out? The truth was, when we came off that bye, we were getting handled by Seattle until Geno Smith got hurt. When he got hurt, we started coming back. Geno Smith literally took himself off the turf, as we would say, couldn't throw or something, put an arm sleeve on, came back in the game and engineered a chance for them to win, do Mr. the field goal. So all I'm saying is that was coming off a bye, and then we ran off and we won the next, I think, five or six or six or seven, which is awesome. The thing is, when you're talking about playoff time, you don't have any more time. It's one and done. That's all I'm saying.
4: Who was
1: missing in that game against Seattle on the offense? Who wasn't playing yet?
4: I don't think was Coop playing. Cooper Cupp? No, I'm talking about the running backs.
2: Of course, Kyron. Kyron wasn't in there.
4: Kyron wasn't
1: back yet, right, Derek? Yep. Yeah, that's the difference. So Kyron needs to sit his little butt down this week. <laughs> we don't need you, buddy. We already know what you could do, my man. Sit down, rest them legs, rest them hips, because boy, <laughs> that dude's got some hips. I was watching tape on him this week, and everything I'm seeing is why I picked him at the same position that the Rams did. Um, he has such good vision, especially in the screen game. Oof. He is all over the backside of those offensive linemen's hips. He's running the lanes that he needs to. He's not run. He got a lineman pushing a defensive end to his left and you see running backs all the time, run right into the tackle into the defensive end. It's like, bro, what are you doing? You're supposed to be run behind the offensive lineman, like to the ends, you know, to the, your left shoulder to his back, you know, and in every time Kyron gets the ball, that's exactly what he's doing. He's just zigzagging all over the field. It's like watching a symphony, dude. Man,
3: he's good. I'm I'm curious to see some of these other guys get some reps too, that we you know, he's been so good since he came back that you haven't seen uh some of these other backups getting some reps, and it might be nice to be able to spell Kyron because you need him here and there. So it'll be nice to see how they how they do as well. But you know, I'm still of the of the of the of the feeling that, you know, I don't have a side on this one overall. So who need to sit, but Make sure you the sit Matt Stafford. Yeah, the concern that
1: Mike has because he's using Alabama you know, a whole month off. Well, the Niners, if they sit their starters this week, they're going to have them three weeks off. So that's closer to what he was talking about than what the Rams are dealing with. So I hope the Niners rest all their starters, and they, and they go in rusty, and they do what they always do, which is they're the regular season champs, and they go into the playoffs, and they don't get it done. Fingers crossed. Oh, I need this to happen again. Especially because the NFC is so suspect. Like, this is the one year where you're like, oh, the Niners only need to win two games to get to the Super Bowl at their house. They got that seed, you know. And you're like, come on, man. Let them three weeks do what Mike is talking about to that team.
2: (laughs) Well, I think a little bit of the difference of the Niners they really they throw the ball, but their throwing doesn't need the precision that our passing game needs. That's kind of the difference. They they seem like they know they throw a little check down the kittle. They hit crosses with Debo Sand, you know. They hit swing routes. They hit quick ends. You know. It goes back to the, even the old Forty Nine er passing game. They weren't really just. Lighten it up, going deep on you, they would throw a slant and the dude might take it 80 yards, you know, a little 10 yard in those passes. They don't need as much precision as a 15 yard dig or 15, 20 yard post, corner, seam route, things like that. So that's that's kind of my thing with the Niners. Yeah, they might be able to sit there, guys, for two or three weeks. They're not going to come back in trying to throw Brock Purley. He's not trying to zing it downfield, really. You know, he'll throw the go route. So my thing is, our passing game is more precision, if you will, even though we try to run them little uh, wide receiver screens. But even those take a little bit more precision than just normal things. So. Again, my thing is just always just the timing of things, uh, offside penalties, uh, just things like that, Drop drops, just a little off on the route there, things like that. Now, Puka could use the time off. Running backs, absolutely. Uh, and and I would say Matthew probably needs a, the time off as well, but I just know it, it takes certain guys to be able to come back like they haven't missed a beat. And we just see it time and time again that these quarterbacks, when they have to start throwing it all over the yard, it just doesn't seem to work well.
1: I don't think in the in the playoffs. I don't think we we have to throw it all over the yard. You know, going back to the Niners in that Ravens game, the reason why they got smoked is because they tried to get cute. They saw the Rams put up thirty-one points, um, throwing the ball around. Against them and they tried to get cute and do the same thing and get away from what they're good at And that's why they got smashed rock birdie is not matt stafford That's the difference Stick to what you're good at and be who you are They tried to be something that they were not and they got tossed up Hopefully they in the playoffs they
4: try to get cute again and outthink themselves but yeah, they're They're uh Yeah, they're they're in trouble
1: if they try to get cute. They just need to be tough guys like they are, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully, we get the opportunity to play them. Because honestly,
4: right now, I don't see any other NFC team beating them. I don't. NFC is terrible this year.
3: It really is. A lot of flawed teams. I mean, the, the AFC's got a lot of flaws there too. I just think it's kind of Baltimore and everybody else right now.
1: Yeah, this yeah, that's a good point, man. The league is kind of super mid this
3: year. It's yeah. not impressive. It didn't look that way at start, but as we've gone down this stretch, you know, look at Kansas City doesn't look good. Buffalo doesn't look good. Miami doesn't look good. Who looks good? The Ravens. That's pretty much it. The healthier teams. Have-
4: yeah.
3: The Niners have had their moments where they look great, and then they do what happened against the Ravens. Just want to once again point out that the Rams played the Ravens better than the Niners did. Kind of well, they sure out. did. And that was in the Rams. They rain, sure by the way. did. Yeah. yeah. Something to hang your hat on. Hey, before we move on, I want to talk about our sponsors. Uh, Prize picks, they're the largest daily fan sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more, pick less. It's that easy. It's a two to six player staff projection. You pick in between that number and you watch the wings roll in. And right now we have the the reboot policy. It's a big one. We've got lots going on, but the reboot policy is where guys get hurt, especially in the first half. If that player is not in the second half, that player is rebooting this is for football and basketball games. Again, if a guy exits the game in the first half, it's not returned in the second half. That player's rebooted, rebooted, she's rebooted. Prize Picks is the only DFS platform with an injury insurance policy. They also have the Specials League, and that's where you can pick combo projections across football and basketball and make some magic happen. This is, for example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at ten and a half point combo, three pointers made plus receptions, over under on that. There you go. So. There's lots of different ways to win, and don't forget you can even choose with what some of Price picks favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill and Comedian Andrew Sch- and your Scholes, choose. Go to community plays under promos tab of the app to view those entries from the biggest names in the prize pick community each week, and you can match them up and see how you do with those very same picks. How do you take part in this? It's easy. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash Rams Talk. Use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match of two hundred dollars Again, go to PrizePicks.com. Four slash Rams talk. Use the code Rams talk for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. Is that easy? Here's a word from our other sponsors.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
3: Okay, guys. So moving forward, here's the here's the question. I got into a little bit of a, of a Facebook debate today. You know, I had a little bit of time on my hands with no school this week. Yay! <laughs>
4: Yay!
3: Um, and it's actually it's interesting because you know Puka is just 29 yards away now from breaking the rookie record for receiving yards. He's had a fantastic year. He's been he's been special. Um, and an argument that was being made was that Uh, it's ridiculous for anybody else this year to win the Rookie of the Year. It's only Puka Nakua tip. And I countered with a very simple point. And I would point towards C.J. Stroud, who threw 21 touchdown passes, five interceptions, 300 yards, and took a team that otherwise would be probably four wins this year and has made them into playoff contenders, divisional contenders. Mid-wide receivers,
4: crappy running backs, mid-tight ends,
3: eh, offensive line, and here you go. And uh, the argument proceeded from there, well, you know, that how, you, you, how can you say, you know, you're sniffing, I actually say you're sniffing uh, giraffe uh, P-word, if you think that. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? I am not saying that Puka doesn't deserve it. I'm saying there is somebody out there that does deserve it. And if Puka wins, he's not being robbed. He's not being robbed. I mean, said, sorry, if, if, um, if Stroud wins, Puka's not being robbed. You know. What do you guys think about that argument? What do you think about when you think of the offensive rookie of the year, Puka Nuku, was he just Stroud and their candidates?
4: Personally, I
2: think uh, he's obviously in the running. He's done a lot to garner uh, attention to all of that. But I think a a guy like C.J. Stroud, you know, if we look at what he has to work with, him being the guy who has to make plays uh, with what is considered not a whole lot of talent. I'm a firm believer if you're in an NFL you're in the NFL for a reason. So whether they think that, oh, well, he doesn't have a bunch of first-rounders to throw two, yeah, that did not matter. Go out there and make plays. But overall, not having the best line, you know, he's had to make plays out the pocket, in the pocket, but he shows some real composure. Puka has shown his his body of work speaks for itself. That dude catches the ball anywhere, wherever, and another big thing, that guy blocks. I've seen him come in that little short H motion and Ooh. go up and block in between the tackle in the guard position, not outside the tackle in between. So he's going, he's going in there mixing up with some physical linebacker. Or so, and I see him do it, you know, somewhat with a smile on his face. So he, he's a different character, but I agree if he weren't to get it, and a CJ Stroud were, he's he's not getting robbed. And and again, hopefully, he'll continue to improve. And you know, we may be looking at the guy who who's starting a Hall of Fame career. I don't want to put that out there, but that that dude can catch it anywhere you need him to catch it. So that speaks for itself. How about you,
4: Big Tom? For me. I'll just break it down simplistically. Puka Nakua is 29
1: yards away from being the all-time rookie receiving leader. Where does CJ Stroud rank in his category? There's your answer. If he's 10th all-time, who cares? Give it to Puka. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Rams fan. I'm just simply saying, if you're breaking a record at your position for the history of the league, you get it. Simple as that. It's a rookie. If are not,
3: it's not a season. Record. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rookie. a rec- no, rookie no. record. Yeah. You're breaking the rookie the record. Team. We're talking about rookies. And again, I'm, talking not, about I'm not NFL saying history. I'm not saying Puka doesn't deserve it. I'm saying there's a legitimate argument out there to say that CJ does deserve it as well. You know, so of I don't, I don't believe it. If, if, in other words, I said, if CJ Stroud wins the award, I don't believe it's a robbery. And the, the idea that it would be a robbery is silly to me. You, you, you can look at that Houston roster coming in this season and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is not good. It's going to be ugly. You know?
4: Mm-hmm. See, I didn't feel that
3: way. Stroud was viewed as a guy who will play this year, but you won't see him come into his own until next year. He was viewed as a guy who. Would you know? This this is kind of like get your your feet wet kind of year. He was never supposed to do anything like he did this year. And I understand the stats argument. The stats argument's a good argument. Um, my counter to that is again, you you look at that roster and you see what was there. This was never supposed to happen. And as a quarterback, you are dependent to a you know just like a receiver is dependent on his quarterback. A receiver is also dependent on his receivers and running back and running game as well. And Houston's had no running game, and his receivers have all either been mediocre or hurt most of the year. So, you know, when you look at all that, and you look at where this team is supposed to be, all the talent level around it, I, as a quarterback, that's why I'm saying, listen, this is not this is not a robbery if CJ Stroud wins, and I kind of the reason why I'm even bringing this argument up is I I, I don't want the Rams fan base to be so locked away in. Hey, we're just going to be homers, and we're only going to think about our guy. It's a robbery if our guy doesn't get it. That does happen sometimes. Sometimes there is a robbery. Look at the Detroit game last weekend. Okay, but I, in this case, it wouldn't be a robbery if you look at the entire picture of this year. Yes, Puka deserves it. Yes, I you know I hope he wins it. Yes, I also believe that if Stroud wins it, it's not a horrifying robbery and we should all flip our crap because of it.
1: No, I'm looking at the, at the, I'm trying to figure out and we'll, we'll, we'll get to it once we get to the end of the season to look at the final numbers. But I'm looking at an article around November and CJ Stroud was on pace to be the sixth best all time rookie quarterback in NFL history where Puka is 29 yards away from being the number one rookie wide receiver of all time ahead of guys like Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and so on and so forth. So if I'm looking at it in that aspect, Puka gets it, hands down. Because he's the greatest of all time at his position in the NFL history as a rookie. Greatest numbers. You can't you can't
4: deny that. If CJ Stroud finishes eighth, should he
3: get it? Not in my opinion.
4: That's fine
3: I'm, I'm not even making. I'm not even making the quarterback argument. I'm making. That's not the argument I'm making. The quarterback position does play a role in it, but I'm not saying quarterback because he's a quarterback he should get it. I'm saying because this is his cast. This is what he's dependent upon. This is where they were supposed to be. You know, and also when you. That's all I'm saying.
4: You're so you but you're arguing and I'm not arguing against you at all
1: by the way. I'm just bringing up stats, right? That's all. Greatest of all time. That's a big deal in my opinion. Okay? That's a big deal. And it is. It is See what deal. people don't know about the Texans is they weren't bad last year. They were 6 losses away from 9 wins and, and one score so anyone that looked at that team as a bad team doesn't know
3: football. They just weren't paying attention. They were just looking at the record. No, no, no. So that team was that their guy team. On. We had that their guy team, on the show. They overplayed due to good coaching. It wasn't personnel. David Kelly last Norton. year coached the hell out of that team and got them there. And then they ditched him for, for um, their guy in there now. It does not mean that they had talent there. They just had guys who played freaking hard. Sounds kind of familiar to a team we know about this year who played above their talent level.
2: Mm. Good point. Good point.
4: I play close attention to the the
1: draft every year and every team's draft. And I've watched the Houston Texans over the last three drafts slowly build a good team. So I wasn't, I wasn't sleeping on them at all.
3: We had, we had I Robert have, land. I picked
1: them, them. I picked them to win the division this year. Boom.
3: Well, that's a crappy division, too, though, by the way.
4: Jacksonville was not a crappy team last year. But, but, you know,
3: Jacksonville but, has a habit of having a great year than crapping it out the next year. They do it all the time.
1: Yeah, but I, I like the Texans. I think they're a good team. Oh, do I, like I like them a lot. But and what, like, what they did in the draft this year was just put whipped cream and cherry on top of what they already kind of had. They had some nuts and bolts there. They did. I'm not. And, and and I know where you're coming from, Derek. You're saying to the fan base, not just the Rams fan base, but every fan base, stop being a freaking homer because you're being ignorant. Like, I get that. I'm with you. I can't stand our fan base when they're they. All they do is cry at this time of year about stupid Hall of Fame, stupid Pro Bowl and all pros and awards. I don't care about none of that crap. Nothing. None of it means anything to me. You know what I like? Super Bowl trophies. I don't care about any of that other stuff. It means nothing to me at 45 years old. It might have when I was 15. but I don't care anymore because it's garbage. And I don't think the players really care either. You know what they care about? Their paychecks. That's what they care about. You know what I mean? not you
2: like to see Tommy?
1: <laughs> the Pro Bowl. <laughs> We're still talking about the Pro Bowl. They didn't play football anymore. That is <laughs> the worst. Uh, they just need to do away with that. Just get rid of it, dude. It's a vacation. That's all it is. You're giving these dudes a vacation, and right. it's paid for. Their whole families get paid for with the checks that they get from the Pro Bowl and whatever. It, it's just a vacation. It's meaningless. The fact that the fans are allowed to vote on it makes me sick.
2: Right. right
1: because right. the fans will just be homers. All they're doing is right. on the computer all day, like, just nerding out. Nerd, 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 nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm going <laughs> to vote for my guy 10,000 times because I'm a yeah. big dork. Yeah, dude. Who
3: cares? Well, speaking pro pro of Pro Bowlers, the, the list came out today. <laughs> 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 Here we go. Uh, Rams have <laughs> four Pro best. Bowlers. The Rams have four Pro Bowlers Aaron Donald, Hukunakua, Matthew Stafford, and Kyron Williams are all going to the Pro Bowl. And Ben Skorounik is an alternate. Let's cool. Wow. They're all getting good a free man. vacation, a party yeah.
1: with their families. Good for you, dudes. Hey, I'm happy good, for them. I, I don't necessarily. I'm happy for them. I'm not. I'm not, not happy for those dudes. They're the ones who get the free vacation, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, the
2: alternates that are now getting the 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 play. But hey, just the for the first rest, two yeah. guys, they're like, yeah, man, I'm not going. up. my ankles hurt. Yeah, hey, or
1: they're in the playoffs where it really matters. So they're like, yeah, you, no, I'm not. You playing. can go.
2: So the the alternates are now the ones that are enjoying some of the fruits of the labor. So it's all good.
3: Hey, for the record, I just want to say that I I I used to argue get rid of the Pro Bowl. I kind of like the way they're doing it now. Yeah, give these guys a vacation. It's a long season. Yeah, then go take a family, go do some skills challenges. That's fun stuff. That's stuff that kids will like to do, you know. So go ahead and do it. It's a fly football game. You're not you. you the odds of getting someone hurt there is not that big a deal. Fine. I mean, at least you're doing that versus throwing this this fake football game on where people don't want to hit each other and you have scores of 95 to 81 in your, in your pro bowl. Not when you were playing Mike back. I think back when they did, when they played the pro bowl in, in your air, they took it a little more seriously, but I read it. It, it was, was sweet. Yeah. It was but awesome. I would rather, but at what point though, to, to what risk guys getting hurt, you know, at least now they, it's not serious and they're letting it be known. It's not serious. So I'm cool with that. It's, it's either get rid of it or leave it out. It is now, but don't go back to the way it was, you know, five years ago. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> hey, they used to play after the season was over, too, which means if
1: you got sure. hurt, you had all up season to rehab. You know, right. doing it in between the Super Bowl is just dumb. Like, they, they, sometimes, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Come on, dude. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I get where you're coming from, Derek. I,
3: I don't watch it just because I don't know, man. It's wow, just... Shoot. By then, I'm already <laughs> locked in on the NHL and the NBA. Well, really, NHL. That's usually where I'm locked in at that point. But I don't have a problem with it.
1: I'm trying so hard to get into the NHL. I'm trying because I don't, I honestly don't know. I have a lot of other interests and hobbies outside of sports. I have my whole life. Maybe that's why I'm not into sports like most people are. I, I I had to choose one when I was younger and because I didn't have all the, I had all kinds of other things going on. So I'm like, all right, football it is, everything else, I don't care. Um, but hockey um, is fun for me, and it's cool because it's cold in there, so when you go, you can actually wear a jacket. So living in Los Angeles, I can put my jackets on and go over there and watch watch some hockey. But 80-plus games in any sport, I, I, can't, I can't be invested. It's too much for me. It's just too much time. It is. I can't do it. I can't. Talk to me when the playoffs come. <laughs> well,
3: I don't know how people here. do it we're almost here alright guys I think it's time for us to go we, we we got our piece out there any closing thoughts Mike
2: hey I'm just looking forward to some of these games uh, some of these on this weekend are going to determine some of these last playoff spots so hopefully there's some great games uh, that's what I'm looking forward to uh, but I think it's been an overall outstanding year for the Rams, uh, given to what we and myself thought of initially. Uh, you, you almost might. I would almost say they overachieved, uh, but they got some good young players that, man, they they could be looking at now making a run for the next two, three years. So we'll see. But uh, I think overall, man, it's been a great year. Tommy.
4: I agree. We didn't um
1: think this team was going to do what they did. I know there's a lot of people out there that are patting themselves on the back right now. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what anybody says. They're all full of BS and they're just rooting on hope and faith. If you actually sat there and broke everything down and thought the Rams are going to win 9 or 10 games, stop it. Just stop and they're going around Pulling out receipts. Oh, it's like a bunch of little kids, man. Grow up, dude. We should all be happy that this team is good. It doesn't matter what we thought at the beginning of the season. It matters that they overachieved. We all know they did. Even those people that were like, we're going to bless. Those same people that said that this year say it every year. You don't think I'm not paying attention? I watched the consistency of delusional
4: behavior. All right, so stop trying to pat yourself on the back for having faith and hope. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, with all that said,
3: <laughs> I, I I don't have anything to follow up with what Tommy said. I, I didn't see that one coming. So... Dude. Follow us on X at Talk Rams. Follow me on Twitter at DC Apollo. Follow Mike at one do twenty three. And Tommy, of course, at RamTommy Tommy in LA. And it is time for us to hit the road. We're out of here.